the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. Although our love is still special. And fly away somewhere alone. It's been too long since we took the time. No one's to play in mind. No time flies so quickly. But when I see you, darling, it's like. So I get it. I'm asking myself and I'm asking you why would I play a John Lennon song from an album called Double Fantasy from 1980. Do you have any idea why I would do that, uh, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my man over behind the control. Do you know much about the Beatles at all? Yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I know, you know, Paul McCartney, obviously. I mean, he's Ringo Starr, George Harrison, John Lennon. Those yeah. four guys. Yeah, I know enough. I know <laughs> enough about them. Okay, well, you know about you know Lennon and McCarthy. They were the writing team for the oh, Beatles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they broke up, of course, and went on. And the breakup was caused by Lennon's girlfriend at the time, Oko Yoko Ono. Of course, and uh, she got between. Lennon McCarthy and and the the rest of the band. She she wanted a, a major seat at the table of the of the group, and uh, the rest of the blokes didn't think she should have one, and a lot of them didn't like her, and so the band blew up. Well, John Lennon went on to be a, a superstar after that. You know, he went on his solo career. That that was the number one uh, big hit. Uh, the first hit from Double Fantasy. It's not the best song that John Lennon, Lennon ever wrote by any stretch of the imagination. And it's not the best album he ever made. In fact, they withheld the reviews of that album for three weeks after it was uh, released. Now, what would cause all that? Well, today, in 1980... As he was entering into his apartment build, uh, oh, Chapman walked up to him and shot him four times with a thirty-eight caliber pistol, and he died on the way to the hospital. And uh, after that, it, it, I'm, look, he could have put out a double album of, of silence, and it would have gone to number one. Okay, this was the first single that came out of that album. It. It had already peaked at what looked like to be top, like number eight in the, on the charts. Once he died, it went right up to number one. And uh, so 
Uh, today is the death of John Lennon in 1980. He was to say that the Beatles and to say that John Lennon and Paul McCartney changed musical history is an understatement. It really is an understatement because uh, uh, they they changed the whole sound of music of that day. And I think the real change of the uh, of the music happened when they stopped touring and they just wanted to work in the studio. And Sgt. Peppers came out. That changed music as we know it uh, forever, bringing Psychedelia into it, the whole nine yards. It was a great album. Love that album. Uh, by the way, I found out today, and I, you know, I kind of, you know, give myself credit of knowing a lot about different groups. I did not know the song "Strawberry Fields" was a song that was dedicated to uh, John Lennon. It was uh, a park right across from uh, the hotel where he and Yoko lived. Yoko Ono uh, decorated the park when uh, they were still living there. And uh, it was called Strawberry Fields. And that's what it was written about, just so you know what's going on. All right. Big stories that you need to know about when you stand around a water cooler. Do people really? I know that we call them water cooler stories. But do people people don't do that anymore. You don't stand around the water cooler and and have a cup of water and and talk about what's happened overnight for big. I can tell you if I were back home. The main thing everybody would be talking about as they came through the door to go to work today would be that Indiana handled Nebraska in their first Big Ten game. That would be the story uh, back in Indiana. Uh, Indiana looked really good like last night. So did Michigan State, by the way. Who? Uh, let's see, who did they play? Penn. Penn. They played Pennsylvania last night. Beat them last night in Pennsylvania, which is not a small achievement. Did well, so they won their first game as well. Uh, Indiana has two big games coming up. They're going to see uh, they're playing Arizona Saturday, I think, and then they go to Kansas to play Kansas. And playing Kansas is in Kansas is tough. So we'll see. We'll see what they're really made of. They're playing a very tough schedule this year, and the uh, the boss, the, the coach who used to play for Indiana, was a great ball player for them, uh, said you can't win a national championship if you don't play anybody until you get to the championship round. So he's playing some tough teams early on. National Review reporting Oregon's largest teachers union says it's dealing with a membership crisis. Wonder why, huh? You look at what's going on in Portland, Oregon, you Do you even question why they're having problems with that? Uh, With its ranks shrinking dramatically in recent years, since 2020, the Oregon Education Association lost 1,150 members, and the percentage of union-represented teachers who qualified as active members dropped from 85.6% to 81.2%. Another 600 members have reportedly cut ties since just April of this year, bringing union membership to to below 80%, the organization said. Nearly one in five teachers have left the union 
in the past two years. According to National Review, uh, until 2018, Oregon was one of 23 states without right-to-work protections for government workers, meaning teachers and thousands of other public employees were required to financially support, were required uh, to, uh, you know, pay union dues. That changed when the U.S. Supreme Court in Janus versus AFSCME affirmed that mandating union payments violated uh, public employees' First Amendment rights. That from the uh, Freedom uh, Foundation of uh, the uh, National Review. So since that time, evidently, most uh, a good portion of the teachers in Oregon have not felt that uh, the uh, union was representing them well, and so they didn't want to be uh, part of them. Then uh, yesterday, the Maryland governor prohibited TikTok on government devices. This is going to become a bigger and bigger story because TikTok is controlled by the CCP, the Communist uh, Party, Chinese Party. And uh, this is uh, uh, not good. Uh, If you've not read anything about TikTok, you should. If you've let your kid put TikTok on their uh, phone, you should get it off as fast as you can. And uh, you say, but Dave, why? They love it. They lo- Yeah, they love it because you make those little cute little videos of them dancing, that kind of stuff. But those cute little videos lets TikTok go in and gather up just about every bit of information about your child. Every bit of information. They can literally record every keystroke that uh, your child makes on their phone uh, because of the TikTok app. And the other things that they can do, they can get like, uh, if let's say you go to your bank account, <coughs> you get in, you make a withdrawal, they record those keystrokes too. So they've got all of your passwords, all of your sign-ins, they've got everything. And uh, I'm going to be surprised if uh, within the next year if TikTok is even allowed to be in America. Um, I know that uh, Pompeo uh, wants to to do away with it. He says it's one of the, the biggest spy tools that they have. I mean, there's government workers, government workers that have TikTok on their phone. Think about that. You know, I'm sure that the Chinese uh, sit down and they take a look at the people that, and they can look now because they know exactly who's on on their um, this app. Uh, let's say they identify you as a public service. Let's say they 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 find out that you're Kamala Harris, you're the vice president of the United States, and you. Unbeknownst to yourself, because and, and I'm doubting if they let you put very many apps on your government but phone, but let's say that you did. They have every keystroke of everything that you've gone to on your phone. Quite the spy device that they came up with over in, uh, in China. So keep that in mind. Well, the Maryland governor, Larry Hogan, issued an emergency directive to prohibit the use of TikTok 
and other China and Russia-based products and platforms for state government officials. The social media platform is now being scrutinized over cybersecurity concerns, which I've just been talking about. LaWanda Carter of Baltimore said her job has done the same. Governor Hogan said in a statement that those platforms present a cybersecurity risk to the state, including cyber espionage, surveillance of government entities, and inappropriate collection of sensitive personal information. That's according to CBS. Now, you know it's got to be important if CBS decided to cover it, right? They don't cover anything that might be a negative against uh, the people who head up our government. Uh, Reuters saying South Dakota Governor Christy Nome last week signed an executive order barring state employees and contractors from installing or using TikTok on state-owned devices, and South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster just Monday asked the state agency to ban TikTok from state government phones and computers. I don't know what the, the word is here in uh, Arkansas, but I'll check in today and I'll have the result to you tomorrow. All right, so let's get our first break in here on a uh, a Thursday at 6.20 in the morning. It's going to be a rainy kind of day. What you're seeing right now is kind of what you're going to deal with all day. If you stop and you're sitting, uh, this kind of mist that's out there in the air uh, is it's just going to cover your car. Uh, PI Roofing wants you to know that you should be involved with them because not only will they do your roof now, they are your home solution, you know, selection because they'll do uh, construction as well. Now, does that mean you could call them up and want them to build your new home? I don't know. You might be able to. I don't know. They might take it on. But this is what I do know. Uh, if you've got a small construction job that needs to be done, like in my case, in February, I'm going to have them come out, do my deck, get it ready for the springtime. Uh, they'll do that, and it won't cost you an arm and a leg. Plus, you'll have somebody who will come out and do it that you're for sure is qualified to do that kind of con- uh, construction and do a great job of it. And uh, you'll get it done and get it done in a timely manner. And uh, that's what uh, PI Roofing does now. They do roofs. They're not getting away from that. That's their, that's their, you know, big deal. I mean, they're the best roofing company around. I know that for a fact because I. That's not the only people who ever walked the roof of my of my home. Uh, PI Roofing does the job of that. But now they do construction because the big construction companies just don't come out to homes to do small jobs. But PI Roofing will. So if you need some windows uh, put in or you need some doors hung or whatever, you think of PI Roofing. You can call them at 501-707-3115 or visit them online at piroofing.com. Yeah, keep in mind that uh, the roads are wet enough that you can still hydroplane on them. You can get up on top of that water and lose control of your car. So, uh, you know, slow down a little bit. Give yourself a little bit of room between that car uh, that's uh, in in front of you and that you're following. Because if you can read uh, the text message on his phone that he's looking at right now, you're too close. You know, pull back, pull back just a little bit, would you? Uh, 
other countries having uh, some of the same kind of problems that we're having here in the United States. The Wall Street Journal bringing up this story about Peru's Congress overwhelmingly voted to remove the president from office on Wednesday, shortly after the Peruvian leader plunged this country into turmoil by announcing that he would dissolve the legislature to avoid impeachment. That'll do it for you. <laughs> you start, make it, hey, you're not going to impeach me. You're not going to get me out. Uh, that constitutional uh, group that we've got over there, eh, they don't exist anymore. As president, I, I say they don't exist. Uh, so anyway, uh, lawmakers declared that the president morally was now morally unfit to hold office and the vice president assumed the presidency as head of state in the mineral-rich country of 33 million people. Mr. Castile was uh, detained by police after leaving the presidential palace, the state media reported. Local press reports said that the president, or former president, I guess, had been trying to make it to the Mexican embassy, looking for some place to go where they couldn't arrest him. Uh, Bloomberg reporting that their Congress swore in uh, Borlote as the new president uh, during a ceremony in uh, Lima while Castile was uh, detained by police. She'll be the sixth president of the politically volatile nation since the start of 2019. Sixth president since 2019 and the first woman to be the head of state there. So, you know, they got their own January 6th thing going on over there. Congress is now adding $10 billion. We're we're doing really good at passing out money that we don't have. I mean, we really are. This is not money that's in our treasury. This is borrowed money. Uh, they're giving ten million or billion dollars in military aid to Taiwan in, a, in the defense bill. Uh, reported by the Washington Times, Congress is poised to significantly boost U.S. security assistance to Taiwan to stop any potential invasion by China as part of this year's must-pass defense policy bill. The final text of this year's $847 billion, uh, the National Defense Authorization Act, which we've been talking about with our congressman, provides up to $10 billion in foreign military financing grants to Taipei over the next five years. It also includes, man, you know what? The government over in Taiwan getting almost as much money as uh, as judge of the Yankees. <laughs> Pretty close, I'm just saying. Come on. Anyway, uh, except he got millions. These guys are getting billions. Uh, it also include, includes uh, provisions that authorize presidential uh, drawdown authority to fast-track military aid to Taiwan in a manner similar to what the United States can do now with the Ukraine. Uh, Reuters saying that the Taiwan Enhanced Resilience Act, great 
another great title, uh, included in the NDAA authorizes appropriations for military grant assistance for Taiwan up to $2 billion per year from 2023 through 2027 if the U.S. Secretary of State certifies that Taiwan increased its defense spending. So that uh, should tell us that maybe Washington knows a little bit more about what China's looking at Taiwan. You know, maybe they're looking at wanting to get involved in controlling things over there uh, in Taiwan, which they feel is part of China. And so we'll just have to keep our eye on that. All right, news coming up. Uh, We'll get a a news update from our uh, Salem uh, News Center right now. You know, I was just mentioning baseball, and I've been watching what's going on at the meetings out there in San Diego. People who have listened to the show for any length of time know I'm a huge Cub fan. And uh, the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday just signed on uh, a former Cub for five years. And, uh, you know, Contreras, catcher, heading to the Cardinals. That's got to be hard. I'm just telling you, that's... That's got to be hard because those two teams really do hate each other. They don't like each other at all. So it would be interesting. To, I'd like to be in the in the locker room the first day he shows up. <laughs> He's walking around and put and or, or when he has his news conference and he holds up the the St. Louis jersey and and puts it on. I mean, that's going to feel like he's putting acid on his skin. It really, it really is. It's going to be bad. It'll be bad. But I'm sure the, I think it was $85 million he signed for over five years. I'm sure that will go a long way to make him feeling a lot better. What do you think, Aaron? What do you think of these prices you're hearing for some of these ballplayers? I see Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million. Then you've got Judge. Nine years, what was it? Three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. It's it incredible. Like I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, it's just the prices that these people that these franchises are giving to these players. And I mean, Do- the Dodgers pretty much had a mass exodus because it wasn't just Trey Turner. You know, they got rid of Cody Bellinger. He ended up going Cubs signed him for the Cubs. Eighteen so. and a half million dollars for one year. Yeah. Um, but there, I know there's people hating on Cody because he had like a below 200 batting average last year. But it's Cody Bellinger. Like, he was hurt. Exactly. He was yeah. hurt. If he's healthy, the Cubs just got him a, a, a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, well, get I'm, him. I'm happy. I'm a big Rangers guy myself. I'm happy. man. I'm going to go see some Rangers games this year. You we, guys have loaded up down yeah, there, and we just uh, got Degrom, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully he can stay healthy. Who's the other guy that they got? They just picked somebody else up that they spent big money he on. Was a too. big hitter. I can't remember his name. Yeah, the last what was it? Last year they got uh, the shortstop from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with them now, but their their payroll has skyrocketed down there, and they didn't get much for it for last year. But this year, maybe they'll be a little bit more competitive uh, down in that Fort Worth, that Arlington area down there. I was I was already looking at games. It looked like the Cubs are coming in right at the beginning of the season. And I'm thinking, I might want to go see one of those games. But where I wanted to sit at, and they still had tickets available, $162 per ticket. Per ticket. 
to sit there and watch the ball game. That's not to mention probably $19 per beer <laughs> and somewhere around $12 for a hot dog. Well, I will say I've got a, a cousin of mine that's not in any way a baseball person at all. Doesn't like the game, never has ever liked the game. And he's probably got season tickets. He actually took a field trip with his school down there, and he said he will go to baseball games at the new Ranger Stadium for oh. probably the rest of his life because it's one of the best stadiums he's ever been in. Oh, it's a nice place. So. I'm not saying it's not, but still. Oh, yeah. Tickets are outrageous. Yeah. it's I, Okay, so people say, well, Dave, how big of a baseball fan are you? When I got married, we went to Fort Worth uh, in Arlington, that area down there, for our honeymoon. That's where we went to. And the first night, where do you think we were at for the first night of our honeymoon? A Rangers game. That's where I was. <laughs> and that would have been that would have been before uh, the ballpark, right? Yeah, it's when Bush still owned them. Oh, you know, when they had the old wow. field out yeah. there, and I was uh, I was sitting behind home plate up in the nosebleed section, and I had to. I had to walk my wife down. She couldn't take it. I mean, you, we were way up at the top. I think about three rows from the very top. And it felt like you were going to fall out of your seat and land on the field, you know. <laughs> and she was freaking out. So we, were sne- we sneaked out. And she got in back of me, kept her head down, just kept her... <laughs> Kept looking at the steps, and we come down the steps to to get out of the the height up there. I got down, and the the, the usher says, "What happened?" And I said, "My wife can't handle the the height." He's, and it's not like they were sold out by any stretch of imagination. And anyway, they gave me two tic- two tickets down the left field line, way out in Boondocks, but still better t- seats than I had. Because you could almost, <laughs> when you were at the very top, it was almost impossible almost to see home plate. <laughs> it was so, so you're so far up. But, uh, man, it was incredible. I, but that tells you how much I like baseball. On my honeymoon. On my honeymoon, all right? And um, I'm still that way. I come, look, I get home from work after uh, uh, spring training is is done. In fact, while spring training is going on, I'll get home, uh, you know, in the early afternoon, and I'm turning on the the M- I'm turning MLB.com on on the television. It, by the way, that's channel two thirteen for all you people who have Directv. <laughs> and uh, I'm watching uh, what's going on in spring training. And most of those guys aren't even going to make the club, all right? I'm just watching. Because it's baseball. I love baseball. Hey, Celine Dion, did you hear this story about her today? Big story about Celine Dion. She says she is postponing some tour dates because her doctor has given her some bad news. She has an incurable neurological disorder. Oh, man. Speaking out on Instagram, uh, the 50-year-old Canadian native said, As you know, I've always been an open book. I wasn't ready to say anything before, but I'm ready now. I've been dealing with uh, problems with my health for a long time. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and talk about everything that I've been going through. She then revealed she had been diagnosed with stiff person syndrome. 
That's SPS. First, I had to look and make sure this was an, an onion story. When they said stiff person syndrome, I said, there can't be a disease called it, but there is. Uh, she explained, it affects something like one in a million people. SPS is defined by the Cleveland Clinic as a, quote, rare autoimmune movement disorder that affects the central nervous system. That's the brain and the spinal cord. People with this condition first experience a stiffening of the muscles of their trunk followed over time by the development of stiffness and rigidity in the legs and other muscles in the body. She detailed the specific problems she has been having, including mobility issues. While we're still learning about this rare condition, we now know this is what has been causing all the spasms that I've been having. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life, sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. That's not good. I mean, that's her living. The uh, mother of three shared one pre-taped video in English, one in French, explaining to fans that she will be focusing on her health and will therefore have to postpone the European leg of her tour. It hurts me to tell you uh, today that this means I won't be ready to restart my tour in Europe in February. I've got a great team of doctors working alongside me to help get better, and my precious children who are supporting me and giving me hope. I'm working hard with my sports medicine therapist every day, to build back my strength and my ability to perform again. But I have to admit, it's been a real struggle. All I know is singing. It's what I've done all my life, and it's what I love to do the most. Five-time Grammy Award winner was most emotional when speaking directly to her army of fans. So we'll have to see what the future holds for Celine Dion. I'm sorry to hear that. She is, she, I've seen her in concert. She is a true artist. Uh, the only woman that I can think of even be close to singing like she does is probably Adele. That'd probably be close. Yes, sir. Was she the one that sang the theme for Titanic? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. My heart, yeah, my heart goes on or whatever. Yep. That was her. Oh, man. It's, it's, I mean, she just lost her husband here not too long ago. He died. He passed away, of course. I think he was older than I am, all right? I mean, every day I get up, I thank God. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. You're not old, Dave. Those I look down on the grass and I go, you know, I like looking down on the grass and seeing the green. I don't want to see roots and dirt. That's, I don't want to wake up to that. All right, Kirk Cameron is uh, at it, uh, and he's getting at it with the public libraries. I'll tell you why. Kirk Cameron is a great guy if you never – uh, paid any attention to what he does in his life, uh, you should. He really does stand up for his faith and uh, and uh, gets out there and wants to speak the truth, and it's good to hear from him. I'll tell you what he's fighting now when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is a Thursday here on uh, the show. Hope that uh, you're enjoying it thus far. Going to be rainy all day long, and then it's going to slowly clear up, and we'll get some sun tomorrow, but rain's back on Saturday.
I definitely have a thing for chestnuts roasting and large packages adorned with red ribbons. So anyway, you'll be <laughs> you're going to be seeing that uh, ad campaign in the uh, very near future. Now, speaking of um, people who are out there in the news and getting doing good things, uh, from Fox News, with a new children's book out that celebrates family, faith, and biblical wisdom, actor-writer-producer Kirk Cameron cannot reach scores of American children or their families in a lot of our U.S. cities via the public library system because over 50 of them have either outright rejected him or not responded to requests on his behalf. Now, if he dressed up like a woman and sang in a falsetto and did the book, they probably would if it was, you know, drag queen Kirk Cameron show. They'd, they'd get him in there and do it. Many of these same libraries, by the way, that won't give Cameron a slot are actively offering drag queen story hours or similar programs for kids and young people. But God help us if they would get on to uh, get the, you know, Kurt into their libraries to talk about family, faith and biblical wisdom. All right. Now, we try to give you the newest information we can. When new stuff comes out, we try to get right to it. So let's do that. Uh, Aaron, you said that you had something dealing with the Razorbacks. What's what's the new information dealing with the Razorbacks? Well, right now it sounds like the uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks are going after uh, the tight end coach for Arkansas, Dowell Loggins, as their offensive coordinator. Nothing's been confirmed yet on whether he has taken that job. But um, through the grapevine and through uh, some uh, some major sports outlets, uh, that is what has been transpiring here early this morning. Well, bottom line is Razorbacks are doing much better. I mean, uh, if we had not had that weird play near the goal line against Texas A&M, we probably would have won that game. And I think – Middle of the season would have been totally different, maybe one, two more of games. We could have been very well uh, a 10-win season this season. Uh, It didn't happen. And knowing that, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback's coming back, he's going to play senior year, they must have looked at his draft stock and said, if you play another year and have a great year, you're going to be one of the top five picked or something. Yeah, and I just wanted to confirm, that was uh, Jacob Davis. He's a really good friend of mine. He works with uh, Saturday Down, Down South. Uh, they cover the complete complexity of the SEC. So, They're into it, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Does he know anybody coming through the portal that's coming to the uh, Razorbacks? Well, the only I know for sure portal person we've gotten was the uh, the line the lineman, the offensive lineman we got from Florida. Um, I'm not sure on his name off the top of my head, but... And we're going to need some of those yeah, guys. Definitely. Yeah, You know, Pittman, I tell you, the games are won and lost right there in those first three yards between the offensive and defensive lines. And uh, now Pittman knows a lot about uh, line coaches. I mean, he got rid of the strength coach here a couple weeks ago. You know, he wanted those guys built up more. He was not happy after the Missouri game. Did you watch his press conference? Oh, yeah, it was uh... – 
I've you know he was I, smoking. Yeah. I I my I have a dad that's coached football for almost thirty years now, and you know he's an old school guy. And when he gets when they got when they get upset, you know, <laughs> a lot of yelling going on. And when I saw that, I was just like, you know, he's not going to do that in a press conference. But I'm sure in his head. Oh, let me tell oh, you man. what. He didn't have to yell. I mean, he just said, they pushed us around the whole game. Yeah. That told me everything I needed to know. He was not happy at all. That is not the kind of team that uh, Coach Pittman wants. He wants a team that gets out there and physically dominates you on the line of scrimmage, uh, whether on, from the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball. Expect to see some big changes in that next year. You're not going to see these teams uh, with those little scat backs that they got in the backfield, you know, running down the field the way they did. You'll not see a repeat of that Alabama game. No. That ain't going to happen again. Yeah, he, I, I figured he was really upset about the Alabama game, and now he's really upset about this. That's, uh, that's good. It's the kind of coach I like. I mean, he looks like Mr. Uh, calm and collected on the sidelines i don't know about that to be honest i bet you in the, in the locker room he's not so calm and collective i bet he doesn't walk in at halftime and you've been physically dominated uh, by the other team and you're sitting there and you're talking about what you're going to do and you know you got all of your your you know receiver coaches and the quarterback coach and the line coaches and they're all meeting with their people and then the head coach meets with them before they head back out on the field and something tells me there's been several games this year where he chewed some butt i mean really chewed some butt before they headed out there like uh, uh let's check and make sure gentlemen you know take a take a take a quick look down your pants and make sure that you're a man you know, I, I I can say that because that's that's some of the stuff my high school coach used to say to us. You know, you better check if you if you've got what it takes. All right, who's uh, Time Magazine's Man of the Year? Take a guess. Do you know? Do you know who it is, Aaron? Who do you think it would be? I'm just going to go off and limb here. Okay, this is my favorite team, other than Arkansas. I'm saying Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis. No. No. No, the Time Magazine Man of the Year, President Zelensky of the Ukraine. He is the Man of the Year, and they say he is the spirit of Ukraine. Uh, 2022 Person of the Year, the award goes to an event or person deemed to have had the most influence on global events over the past 12 months. And though I know that if you go to Florida, depending on how well Florida, the Gators are playing, <laughs> they probably think it has major effect across the, the country and across the world. But really, not really. Okay, It's just not that way. All right. We got Joe and Duck coming up in the next hour. They'll be on in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Play something by Weird Al or something. I mean, let's do something good. Have you seen that movie, by the way, that they've done about him? Have you seen it yet? I have not. No, I, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm a Weird Al fan. Somebody who can do songs like that and be and, and, and be a star for 40 years amazes me. I mean, I understand Beat It, you know, and he made it Eat It. I, I understand that that still was 
uh, a big one. And my favorite one is I Lost at Jeopardy. I still love that song. Have you heard that one, Aaron? I Lost at Jeopardy? You're not, you're not a Weird Al fan? I mean, some of his songs are okay, but I'm just it, it, my generation isn't just thrilled about it. I mean, we all know how big he was, <laughs> you know. But they passed on by a day. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying he's had his day? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, are there? We used to do stupid things with radio songs. All right, they used to. They'd write a script about, and it'd be like a reporter out on the scene of some major disaster or something and when it was time for the witness to say something it was a clip from a song you guys remember those yeah stupid songs man yeah. i'm just but we loved them play mm-hmm. it for us we'll, yeah. we'll we'll listen we're ignorant people just play <laughs> yeah we're old now but we thought that was the that cool. was the bomb back then yeah absolutely all right let's get back to it thank you Aaron. i won't i won't how many words have you spoken? 265, so I've still got 20 words that you can say, and I don't have to pay you, right? Okay, I yeah. appreciate it. Mm. You know, that's how SAG works. You know, if you got, you're part of, the, part of the, uh, the union for the Screen Actors Guild, you have to say so many words in a movie before you get a credit for it. And if you say one word less than what is the you don't get thing, it you don't get it and you got to have your SAG card to be making movies that's how they control that mm-hmm. they control that you want to be able to say fifteen words in that last line okay what are you going to do for us that's how it works that's what it works all right got car questions I'm going to start right off with a 2000 Chevy Silverado a 1500 LS eight cylinder 5.3 liter engine. I've been trying to program a new key fob. My truck enters into program mode, but when I hold down the key fob, nothing happens. What do I have to do and try? Well, most likely he bought the key fob offline, and half of them are not the right frequency, so it's probably not the right fob. Yep. When it goes into learn mode, it tells you the truck is pretty much working, but... Pretty much is not good enough. Well, I understand, but it, <laughs> but if, if you don't have the right fob and it doesn't have the right frequency, it's not going to talk to it. Okay. So the truck's doing this thing; it's waiting for a signal. Yes, ain't no signal. It. it ain't going. It ain't going to learn. So it just turns its back on you and says, oh, well, "Give I mean, me, give me the right word, the right sound." It would time out after the learn mode. It times out. So, so what you got to do? Go and buy a new fob. Yes, one that's not offline. One that he buys from the manufacturer, or from a, if he, on the back of that fob it's got a ID number, and if he'll go over to the parts house and say this is the ID number and the frequency on it, the new fob has to be the same frequency, right, Doc? Yep. Or they won't work. Match it up. No match. No, no work. That's You're correct. talking English. It talking Mexican. Or wherever they're making the fog. The China. Fog, the fog, yeah, China. It's talking Mandarin. Yeah. All right, just know that. All right, a 1997 Pontiac uh, Sunfire. Wow, this is going back some time here. Yeah. Uh, Quad and, four. Uh, yeah. SE four-cylinder, 2.2. I put on a new water pump, a new thermoset timing belt. I'm, I'm going to assume there should be a comma there. A new thermostat. A timing, new timing belt. Did a radiator flush, and it's still overheating. What else could be wrong, or am I missing something? 
Well, Aaron, I'm going to suggest, just on my limited knowledge, that you got probably partial blown gasket, and that's what needs to be really changed. It's got a blown head gasket. There's yeah. no tours for it. That's what I'm yep. thinking. Most likely. I mean, that, that would have been the first thing either Duck or Joe would have looked at. Yep. Well, you got cause and effect. The only thing that will damage a head gasket is overheating. So, uh, you know, if you have a water pump leaking or a radiator leaking or a hose or stuck thermostat, something to cause the engine to overheat, it'll damage the head gasket. There's a test for that, you know, and that's probably where he's going to have an issue at. What do you think? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. that That's a quad four engine at 97 model, and they had a lot of problems with head gaskets anyway. They were so bad they had a recall on them for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not good. Don't take no heat at all, just a little bit over just normal temp overheating yeah, and 220 and 225 yeah. degrees it'll blow the head gasket all of a sudden you got water coming in out your oil pipe. that's not a good thing nope if you can look into your radiator and it looks like there's spoiled milk in it you got a problem well sure <laughs> you got a problem i had a nissan the other day come in there transmission acting up pulled a dipstick out and it was white pretty and pink Oh, man. Look like Pepto-Bismol. Ooh. And I don't like Pepto-Bismol. I don't know about you guys, but I do. I'll take Maalox any day over Pepto-Bismol. I'll drink the Pepto-Bismol straight <laughs> out of the bottle. Well, your Nissan right there, that's a radiator. Mm-hmm. And a transmission cooler mixing together. And yep. Transmission will be damaged, too. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I fixed the radiator and flushed it, and mm-hmm. then I sent it on over the gears to get overhauled. Yep. It done ate the clutches out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they put the transmission control module inside the transmission on them. So, yep. I don't know. That light bulb blew out right there. <laughs> not a good thing. Well, All right. you know, it's not a good place to put it. But hey. Dodge is doing it now. General yep. Motors is doing it now. Okay, so they're having problems with this on other cars. Why would you want to do what somebody else is doing that is causing them all kinds of problems? Well, start with, Dave, they want you to buy a new vehicle, even though they can't produce it. Right <laughs> there's not enough vehicles to buy. <laughs> well, that and they're too high. Yeah, a lot too high. Yeah, I had a friend call me. He's trying to buy a Cadillac Escalade. They asked him $31,000 over the list price for the vehicle. And that was so how much? $148,000. Woo! <laughs> Man, if I'm going to spend 150 grand on a car, it's going to start with an M and, fi- and finish off with Audi. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it'll be a Maserati. That's what, you know, that's, what I'm telling. That's you. what he said. He said I just I walked on off. Well, that's all you can do. He said I am not paying that much money over over list price. It's amazing. All right, so the president was in Arizona yesterday. Uh, there is a well, tight the border, though, was it? No, well, of course he's not going to do there. But he went. He was in in Arizona, and he headed out uh, for a Taiwanese company that's building a chip company out there in the um, the desert, as well as they're building one in Ohio too. We heard about that several months ago. But it's from the time they put the spade of a of a shovel into the ground to when it's done takes about four years. Mm-hmm. So just figure this is going to be an ongoing problem for a while. The General Motors guy told me that 
They're suspecting somewhere is in the first quarter of 24. Okay, so that's two years. That's a lot closer than what I'm hearing. Well, that's to, to start, you know, getting where you can order a car and get it in within a reasonable time. Oh. Instead of ordering and, and, and made reasonable, to get it made. And reasonable is an objective term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it. your opinion. I got one of my customers got a 2024 truck, got up yesterday morning, and is a. Uh, is is a radial screen? Yeah, the AFib module went bad in it. How long to get a new one? They wouldn't give me a, a estimated date. What Ford told me yesterday. So for who knows how long, he can't see the temperature, what direction he's going, or anything. And it's all due to a, a failure in the backup camera, is what causes it. They have a service bulletin out on it, but they don't have a recall out on it. So let's talk about that. <clears throat> it's the backup camera, but it's one of a lot of different modules. Well, it's all controlled. They all the, talk through yeah, each other. Yeah, in the module. Your radio, uh, all your maps, you know, you pull up on your radio and stuff, all that can control through the AFib module, module, and it's gone bad. And He said, what am I going to do? I said, you're going to drive without a radio. Yeah. Turn your phone on. Listen to the radio. Yeah. And that's not bad if you if by the way, if you can still get into the system at all and you can play your radio through the system, it's gonna sound better that way than it does through the system itself. Well, most of them um infotainment centers like that, they got a lot of other stuff on there that yep. people don't that take for granted. It's not just the radio and the GPS, but a lot of times the you can you can't see any other controls on there as far as the uh, if you wanted to change the heat and air and see where the yep. vent was blowing out and all that you're kind of at pot luck on that and the temperature so a lot it's of that all that goes in hope I'll yeah. be okay I'm, yeah. if I'm feeling warm enough it's I'm got the right temperature <laughs> if I'm feeling too cold I need to warm it up well some of them when they quit <laughs> like that they're on AC and you can't get them off oh yep. now that's not good yep. This the last few mo- mornings, it hasn't been overly cold, but it's been so damp and, and rainy that it gets down in your bones, you know. That mm-hmm. does yeah. make you feel cold as far as that's But I'm concerned. trying to get forward to warranty this for him. Yes. The truck's got 42,000 miles on it. Well, There's no way it should go out. And, and the guy over at Ford told me, he said, I understand. He said, but all we have is a service bulletin. If you get one in with this... This is what it takes to repair it, you know, AFib module. But, I mean, they can give them away right now because ain't nobody got one. Isn't that weird they call it the AFib module? Yep. You know what AFib is for, yeah, for a, your heart. a person, yeah, for your heart. So that's why I'm sure that's why it got that terminology because it's Probably. the heart of the communication system and navigation system. So he's supposed to let me know today how long before he can get me one. So he said, well, if I go to a salvage yard and buy a used one, it won't work can't change the VIN number in it. Oh, jeez. Boy, they make it difficult. They make it difficult for you guys to service us. Oh, yeah. We have some some ECMs and, and engine control modules, powertrain control modules that you can't buy because the manufacturer doesn't supply them anymore. Yeah. And if you buy a used one, the gateway to program it is locked, which means you can't change the VIN in it. You can't do any security programming on it. And what we end up having to do a lot of times is send that module off to a computer repair store. And what they do... 
Congress cracked the code. They opened the gateway. They cracked the code. And then when they send it back to you, you've got two shots at, at, at reflashing it. Don't screw it up. That's correct. Don't screw it I've up. I've got a uh, seven or eight Dodge. Got a six, seven Cummins in it. I need an ECM for it. Number one and number six injector drivers burned up. It had a number one injector bad. Yeah. I've had it now eight months. Oh, my gosh. Nine months. Part. And it, it showed up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Eight months to get one part? Get one ECM. Whoa. I had one over a year, Dave, on a Dodge 5.9 with a BP44 pump system. It's a, what they call a single plug. It took over a year to get one. I had four that I used for test. I knew what was wrong with them. This had this one wrong because it was marked on. I, and the guy said, send them to me, and I'll take all four of them and make one good one. He sent them all back and said, good luck. <laughs> That's well, not have, good. When they all have similar problems, yep. you know, you can't, you can't build one because you can't buy the, the parts to buy it. But let's talk a little bit about why the, why is that computer bad. Okay. You hold your thoughts on okay. that, and we'll talk about that when we come back. It's Dave Ellswick show. It's uh, 21 after 7. It's wet outside. It's going to stay that way. It'll start drying later this afternoon. Get a little bit of sun tomorrow. Don't get used to it. We'll be back to rain on Saturday. It's the Dave Ellswick show here on 101.1 FM. The answer, don't forget about Pat Davis. Uh, he's the health plan man. That's the name of his powerful team he has uh, with a, 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 an array of people that can custom build your health plan to give you what is important to you. Uh, there's no government-controlled subsidies and all of that stuff that's needed. It's a private health plan that will pay you to go to the doctor instead of the middleman. Middleman doesn't get the money. You do. That's the way it should work. You're the one putting the initial money up. You should get the money that's not used. And it's available all year round. So get the middleman out of there that robs you blind with horribly inflated pricing and uh, get yourself set up so that they're paying you instead of them. Call or text them now, 501-605-6935. You call or text them, ask them, just see, here's the question you ask them. Dave Ellswick told me I should ask you how you can save me 50, 40, 30% on my health insurance like you do with hundreds of other people. Can you do that for me and get your answer back? Again, it's uh, 501-605-6935. That's call or text. And if you want to just do it by Internet, yourhealthplanman.com. Okay, back with you. And, uh, Aaron, thank you for sending me the information here. Real quickly before I, we pick up with what Joe was saying, uh, the WNBA star Brittany Griner has been released from Russian custody. Griner was released in a prisoner swap in return for notorious arms dealer Victor Bout. This guy's name sounds like some some Bond movie. Victor Bout a.k.a. the Merchant of Death, uh, <laughs> according to CBS's Steve Portnoy. Uh, she had been sentenced to nine years after being convicted in a show trial for possessing hash oil. Uh, well, let me tell you what that, you know, what that tells you. 
don't go to somebody else's country carrying drugs. Not a smart thing to do. Their, no. their laws many times are a whole lot more tougher than ours are. And if you happen to be a well-known individual, they'll get even tougher on you. Well, some people are, are think they're above the law, Dave. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. But let's let's all see how she comes back to the United States. She was one of those, I take a knee for the national anthem and all that crap. Let's see if she kisses the ground that she starts walking on when she lands in America again and is a free person again. No. Mm-hmm. You don't think she will? You don't no. think she'll say something good about the United States? No. Or they say, what took you so long? Yep. Well, that might be. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Anyway, she's out. She's back. Let me just tell you, if it was you or me, we'd still be cooling our heels in a gulag somewhere over there in the Soviet Union. All right. You were talking about computers. Bring it up to us. Well, we were discussing, like, uh, Duck had one that the driver was burned out in because it had a coil or a (laughs) injector failure. This is this is the reason why the computer's bad is because there are drivers in there that fire those the grounds to the injectors and the coils, and when the coil fails or the drive uh, the the uh, the coil or the injector fail, yeah. what happens is it heats up that driver in that PCM, doesn't it? Doug? Yep, burns it up. So the sooner you get it in and get it serviced and repaired, the better off you're going to be because you're back to cause and effect again. The cause of this is this, but this is the effects of it, right? Yeah, Doc? and same way with uh, you know with the head gasket. You know, sure. there's another known here asking about what stop leak should I put in? I got a blown head gasket. No, there ain't no stop leak that if, that'll no, fix it. You don't you use know? that stuff. It's but not. something caused it to blow, and most time it's either radiator busted or the water pump leaking, or busted heater hose or whatever. But you know, you got to fix the problem, and then you go fix what else messed up. Well, in an overheating situation, you've got either loss of coolant or circulation. That causes it to overheat. All right. We'll have more for you when we return. Time for Bill O'Reilly here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to tell you something. Joe came walking into the station today. and shows you how long he's been doing my shows. And uh, mentioned to Aaron, are you doing the, the traffic now? And Aaron said, yeah. He said, why don't you throw the time in the... And the temperature in. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. And there, there you go. See, you should, you can be a programmer, a certified no. programmer of a radio station now. No, it's. Hey, I think he's doing a fantastic job on the on the traffic, you know, and just general information that goes along with it too, you know. And it's well, cool. we're not waiting for somebody in Dallas to tell us how to not pronounce Rodney Perham. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, just so you know. By the way, um, I'm paying a little bit of attention to the screen here in the uh, the studio because it is unbelievable to me. Biden's getting ready to have a special news conference about Griner getting released over there in the Soviet Union. Now, I bet you they don't have a special uh, press briefing about the border agent that was killed the other day down on the border in that high-speed chase. They'll, they'll not even mention his name uh, in this. It's it's her own fault, all right, that she's been arrested. Yeah. Well, you can't they said, well, that was because she's so, so well-known. 
You tell me you even knew who she was. You you spend time on the weekends watching the WNBA? I don't I doubt that to be honest with you. I'm doubting that. And the only reason she got arrested is because she was in the WNBA. And then everybody says, you can't arrest one of our basketball players. Can't do that. They did. You better believe it. And then they, they thought that they would let her go after a couple of weeks, and they didn't. And then they gave her nine years in a gulag. Uh, you know, when they say prison in Russia, they ain't kidding about it. All right? It is really prison. Mm-hmm. We heard it. We listened to a little bit of the coverage on television, and they were saying, "You don't know what she's been subjected to." And I'll agree with that, because the prisons in Russia ain't like the prisons in America. Mm -hmm. We talk about how bad people are treated. Man, they they the guys over in, in in women over in Russia. It'd be like coming to a resort to come to the prison here in the United States. But Dave, she knew it was illegal to have it. Yes, she did. So, you know. But she had a medical card from, I don't know, whatever state she was. I says I can use this because it, you know, I, I my body hurts a little bit after I play a ball game or whatever. And you know what Russia would say? What? Sorry. What? Get out of here. Come on back. Get out of here. And I bet you they send her a plane. I bet she's not flying, you know, regular commercial, commercial flight back. And she's going to be flying on a – they'll send her a plane. Oh, yeah. She's already on one. But you brought something I thought was interesting, Joe. You wonder if they sent a plane for the Russian arms dealer mm-hmm. <laughs> to send him back. And they'll have vodka and caviar in the cabin for him <laughs> as he's getting back home. All right. Enough. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll let up on it. it. It it ticks me off, all right? This woman had nothing good to say about the United States. Before this happened. And after this happened, it was like, oh, you got to save me. What are you talking about? You know that we don't save anybody. You've been saying that all the time. All right, let's continue. 2007 Mercury Milan base four-cylinder, 2.3 liter. I was changing my CV axle the other day. That's something I do on a weekend. You know. Anyway, she... <laughs> They were changing their CV axle the other day, and when I moved the bolt from the strut fork, the strut turned. Is that common? And should the strut turn when it's releasing from the steering arm? All right, now we're in the weeds. Bring us up to date, guys. Well, that's normal. You you know, the strut spins every time the wheel turns. You take it loose from the spindle. There's an adjustment right there for a camber adjustment, so that's what's moving there. And, yeah, just twist it back around your hand, put the bolt back in there, it'll be fine. Yep. That's normal. We'll have no trouble. Okay. Put it back where it come from. I'm just thinking most people don't change their own CV axle. Well, it's still going to need alignment. He's not going to be able to do that. And, you know, and you're right, Dave. Most people don't change their own CV axle because of the torque on that axle. And that's about mm, 170, 80 pounds. Yep. They get it back tight. A lot of people don't have the equipment to do that. Yeah, torque wrench. Well, you need one. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I, I never, had never done that, and I, mm-hmm. one of your guys let me pull a torque wrench. Yeah, let it go click, click. Yeah, you got to pull that pretty hard yeah, to get you it. Do. got to yeah, be Dave, a man. you got to be a man. got a long handle on it. Dave, just think, <laughs> I, I got a torque wrench that's about six foot long. Yeah. Wow. Torque 680 pounds. And how much How much, How much? much pounds are you pulling on it? To, to get 680 yeah. pounds? 
you got to get your foot up against something and pull like the Dickens. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like uh, a DD-15 head, it torques 140, you wait five minutes. Torques 240, you wait five minutes. Torques 300, you wait five minutes. You turn it 90 degrees, wait five minutes, and then turn it another 90 degrees. This is why I like living down south. I asked Duck, so how hard you got to pull? You got to pull like the Dickens. <laughs> you do. You got to get your foot up. And all something. of us in the studio and, and Aaron understood what you were saying. Yep. We understood what yep. you were meaning. Pull like the Dickens. Yeah. And the time you get through it with them 64 head boats, <laughs> your arms will give out. You get some northern boy down here and you say, well, you got to pull like the Dickens. They look at you, what are you talking about? And in the right sequence. Yeah, yeah, there you go, and in the right sequence. Yeah, you, you make a circle. You just keep making a bigger circle and bigger circle. bigger. That helped me. I love the South. Hey, Murray's got a 2012 Ford Escape. Uh, I'm sorry. XLT, six-cylinder, three-liter engine. Do they make the Escape anymore? I think they've stopped making sure. it. Sure. Do they I... still make it? All right. He's saying, is there a bypass pulley manufactured for my specific make, model, and engine type? I believe what he's asking about, Dave, is if they make a bypass pulley when you remove the AC compressor uh-huh. so you can still put the serpentine belt on it. Ah. That's what I think he's asking. I don't know that for sure, but on that year model, I believe they make one. They do. It, it just You take the AC compressor off and uh, the bracket bolts on there, and it's got just a just an idler pulley that comes out and replaces the compressor pulley, so you can put the same belt on it, but... Sometimes we use those for folks that can't afford the AC repair, and, you know, they still need to drive, but they can't drive because of the belt. Yeah, because so you can't put, you can't put that on. The belt. I put some of those on in, in the wintertime and back when, you know, uh, when it was cold. And then when it got warmer the springtime, the folks would come back and say, well, I saved up my money. Go ahead and fix my AC. Yeah, so get keep me some, back cool again. Keeps them rolling, doesn't it, Doug? Yes. They, they do make them. And that's, that's kind of what I figured he was wanting to. Yeah. It's a vague question, but that's the best we can do with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's vague because I had no idea what they were talking about, a bypass pulley. You guys knew exactly what they, they were asking about. Yeah, they. I've seen them for Chevrolets. I've seen them for Fords. Mm-hmm. I've seen them for Dodges. Nissan, they, they make one for Nissan. Okay. Before we get to our final uh, break, let's go ahead and get one more question. And Adrian... Has got a 2009 Hyundai Sonata Limited, six-cylinder, got a 3.3-liter engine in it. My left rear brake rotor is getting super hot when I drive. I looked at it, and my slide bolts are perfect. My brake pads have about three-eighths of an inch left, and my brakes aren't sticking. There's a little bit of friction, but it's normal. Why is my brake rotor maybe heating up with no apparent reason? Well, Duck knows the answer to that. Yeah, probably needs a brake line on it. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Either, either a brake line, it's not releasing it. It's, you know, and, and, and sometimes on a rubber hose, they get deteriorated on the inside. So the fluid, you push it out with the your foot on the brake pedal, which pushes the master cylinder and your hydraulic pressure, you push it out. But when you release that pedal, what's supposed to happen, Duck? To return. And if it don't return fast enough, that brake drags a little bit. When it drags a little bit, it's going to overheat. Heat up. And he said it's got a little bit of a friction. So that yeah. tells you right there that the caliper's not working, backing all the way off. Okay. So it most likely needs a brake line. Could need a caliper, but I'd say more like a brake line. Take it to your local 
You know, Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center, and they will take good care of you. It's uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, Chuck and uh, Chuck. That's good. <laughs> Joe and Duck. <laughs> you mix them together I like them together. That was good. Yeah. Are here on the show. Good to have them here. They're answering all your questions about your cars. Uh, I want to remind you about Billy Mack and ICU protection and what they can do for you to protect you in your home and protect you in your business. First of all, they take care of Nuke One. If they can take care of a nuclear reactor, they can take care of your house and your business. Number two, they'll put all the door and window sensors you need, all the indoor and outdoor cameras that you need. On look, you don't need a camera on, you know, facing every direction your home's facing. That's not necessary. You can, yeah, you can have one camera. And that's the blind spot on your house. So the other part, you can see, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you do want a door and window sensor because if somebody tries to break in in the nighttime, uh, when they try to open that door or that window and you've got your uh, system armed, it's going to go off and let you know that some, and it's going to tell you exactly where they're trying to come in at. Uh, you want to know where those people are. So you want the analytics so it tells you whether it's a person, an animal, or uh, a car, or even just a gust of wind that's got some debris in it. It will uh, tell you those things. So you know what you need to know to protect your house or your business. And Billy Mack uh, will tell you that you put on all of that hardware for your house you're not going to pay a dime for it it goes on freely to you the customer uh, and then all you're expected to do is pay for your service and they don't raise the cost of the service to make up for the hardware that's not the way billy mac does i'm gonna have to get him on so he can explain how he works that all out but it's icu protection you know get the 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 extra uh, comfort of knowing your home is in, in it's being protected, and so is your business by calling Billy Mac today and talking to him about getting this all done. 501-205-1333 is the number. 501-205-1333. You tell him Dave Ellswick told you to give him a call because, hey, Billy Mac did my house. All right, let's get back and uh, get some more questions answered. And Griner's on her way back home, if, if that's a big thing for you today. Bless her heart. She's on her way home. Uh, Zachary has a 2006 Ford F-250 Super Duty Lariat. Lariat, eight-cylinder, six-liter. Uh, he says, so my truck has a hydro boost. I replaced the power steering pump six months ago. Now at idle, there's no power steering or brakes, but when I give it a a little gas, both work fine. There's no leaks. Fluid level is good. Which do I replace, the power steering or the hydro boost? I I got a couple questions. Okay. First thing, has the cab been off of it since you put the power steering pump on it? Okay. And if the cab's been off, go over and change your two uh, hydro boost lines around. You've got them crossed, and it'll do the same thing. You think it's it's uh, got a pump bad, but it ain't. Somebody's had the cab off. And the two lines, they got two quick connects there. So when you pull the cab off, you just quick connect them. It keeps the fluid in everything. But most likely, they're swapped. Okay. Know that for a fact, because we've done it a few times, too. Because they're not marked, and they'll interchange with either one of them without any trouble. Okay. And if it's not that, it needs hydro boost on it. 
All right. Yep, so explain, explain what a hydro boost is. Takes place of vacuum booster because the diesel, that's a six-old diesel that don't have no vacuum. Oh, okay. So this is a big 18-wheeler. No, it, it's just a pickup. It's just a Ford oh, pickup, okay. diesel pickup. It right. gives you hydraulic power brakes instead of vacuum-operated power oh, brakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But it works through the power steering pump and the power steering gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fluid runs up through it, and it, and it just makes it make it where you can mash the pedal easy. But I have seen people pull the cab, and they'll swap them around every time. I get Somebody called. put them on the wrong one. Yeah, and they're right there together, Dave. They're just kind of like an inch apart, and the left to go on the right. Uh, any of them we do, we take a zip tie and put on each end of it, and that way we know which where they go. Makes we got, sense. We've got some yellow zip ties, and we'll put one on each end, and you know the two yellows go together because if you don't, it'll do exactly what he says it's doing. you got to mash the accelerator because it's, it's returning the fluid in the wrong direction. So don't be replacing anything until you do that. Yeah, until you go look, make sure it's right. Or you're going to spend a lot of money for no reason. Yeah, and then you'll turn the lines around, and you'll say, well, I should have did this to start with. All right. All right. But you're going to have to raise the cab up a no, little no, bit. No, no, no. Cab no. not have to come up, no. Not at Just all. Just got to raise the hood. And you can look right in it and yep. make the It's change. on the right-hand side, right side the hood hinge. Wow. Yeah, you save yourself a lot of money. That's what it sounds like. All right, five minutes until eight. Last question for you. And uh, let's do this 2015 GMC Sierra 3500 uh, Denali, eight-cylinder, 6.6 liter. I got 130,000 miles. I'm replacing the shocks. Don't see a steering damper. Is there a place for one, or do I need to purchase some sort of installation kit? Does the 2015 have a steering stabilizer? Well, some of them did, some of them didn't. If this one, uh, you know, depending on how, what kind of package it was for towing and stuff. Yeah. But if he wants to put one on her, then make a kit for it. But, you know, if he's not having any issues with the steering as far as, you know, those are usually put on to control the, the shaking, what they call the death wobble. Right, Duck? Yep. And if he's not having any issues with that, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But. And usually when you got the death wobble, it's called something else is wore out. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's not. You know, we get them in the shop. The Fords, the Dodges, and the GMs and the Jeeps have issues with that, depending on. And most of the time, it's you have more trouble with the ones that have a lifted suspension on them. Yes. And when folks come in and say, can you fix that? I'll say, I can fix everything that's loose on it and worn out, but I won't guarantee it to fix the death wobble. Because a lot of times, it's not one specific thing. It could be the kind of tires you have on it. Yep. The lift you have on it. The suspension you have on it. I've put dual dampeners on them and fixed them before. I've done a lot of things to fix the death wobble. And I have, even if you take it to the manufacturer, they won't guarantee to fix it either. All right. You've got one minute to explain what the death wobble is. I'll let Duck do that. He's pretty adamant about stuff. You know when you have the death wobble because it wobbles and you think, oh, my gosh, this thing's going to turn bottom side up. I'm going to die. And the steering wheel starts shaking and the only thing you can do to stop it. Just hit slow the brake down. and slow it down, and it'll settle back down, and you can take off again. But uh, Jeep had multiple problems with them. I mean, that's that's where the term really come from on a Jeep. Yeah, the death wall turn over. Yeah, it flops upside down, slides you down the highway. Okay, so it puts the button, the the rusty side up, huh? 
Yeah. It can. We had a 604 uh, diesel, guess, jacked up six inches, mm-hmm. put a motor in it, and I sent Leroy to go driving in it. He come back. He stayed going about two minutes, come back. He said, I ain't driving it. That's <laughs> what's the matter. He said, so Blake got in it, took off down the road, and he come back. Just... The stabilizer, you know, they lowered it down, mm-hmm. put the bracket on, lowered down. Yeah, it was broke half in two. Yeah, wow, it'll scare you sometimes. You hit a bump know. and it shakes so bad left and right that the whole truck just is. If you had a hold of the steering wheel and turned it six inches to the right and to the left as fast as you could, that's what, that's it, what does. it does. And if you're holding on to that steering wheel, you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. You All hit right. the brakes and slow down. A little extra information for you. Guys, I'll see you next Thursday. Have a great Thank you, uh, rest of your week and beginning next week. And then I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. we got uh, we got Jimmy on. We're going to talk about Conway School System in the last hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. Jimmy's here. Jimmy Cavan is with us uh, during this hour on Thursdays, typically. And we're talking about what's going on in school boards and city halls all around Arkansas. And we're going to talk about school boards today. Uh, One particular school board. Um, And I'm trying to text at the same time. Uh, Let me me take care. Let me take care of this real quick just so I got done. I'm getting a little irritated with my phone. I've only had it for less than a year, and as I'm typing, you got to hit these letters pretty hard, or they that doesn't do it all. And you, it's I bad when I'm starting to say, I want to talk about uh, Kuwait School. Well, what is Kuwait School? Well, and it, that's not what I was talking about. It's something else, but several letters didn't make it into the the text. Uh, about, I want about, about. I hope this comes out <laughs> making sense. Okay, so okay, so I sent him something. I'm trying to get Mark Johnson on, who happens to be the state senator in the area that we're going to be dealing. Very with. good senator. Which yes, uh, which is Conway School District. All right, so. Jimmy is always asking people for information that he's he's supposed to be able to get without any kind of problem. And then all of a sudden, you'll get one of these school boards or you'll get uh, a, a, a mayor like uh, the mayor we have here in, in Little Rock that think that they don't have to abide by the Freedom of Information Act. And... Um, I'm making it a personal uh, uh, push to get some teeth made into the Freedom of Information Act where uh, maybe if some people have to cool their heels in a jail cell for a few days, that might convince them that they need to to do what the law says. Because the law is there so that there's transparency with what's going on with your governing bodies that make decisions of how you're going to live your life and you should know what those decisions are so that you know whether you want that to be happening or not. All right, that's what it's about. You're supposed to know what's happening. It's supposed to be for transparency. Yes, sir. And uh, 
most I'm going to I'll be honest with you. I think most uh, agencies go out of their way to try to circumvent the freedom of information law. Now, some there's some real good ones out there, but they're far and in between. I'm just I'm be be honest, Jimmy. You might disagree with me. No, on I, that, think, but I think I think that's, that's a fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's a real fair assessment. They don't want you to know what's going on. I just right. that is that is a god honest truth, and you need to know what's going on. I mean, you're paying them tens of thousands of dollars to take care of things. Well, are they? And if they're not, why not? And if they're not, and why not? And the answer is, we don't know. Then it's time to start firing some people. You're the CEO. That's what you need to understand. You are. The CEO of your government. That, that, that's absolutely true. And when we say the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act, what's the key word in that? Freedom. Yes. <laughs> Freedom. I kind of like that. Yes. And because when, when you circumvent that act, what you're doing is you're circumventing my freedoms. You're circumventing Dave's freedoms. You're circumventing all the citizens' freedoms. And when you when you do that, it's just wrong. There's there's no debate. There's no discussion. There's no justification. It's just wrong. And I and if and what I think you said is absolutely correct, Dave. And I do deal with agencies that go above and beyond. Okay. Then you got to deal with the the mayor of Little Round. Exactly. And then you've got you've got <laughs> Sorry. A, right now you've got or, a, or the superintendent of Cabot. Yes, exactly. And 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 though the problem with that is those are the majority. Those are the majority. And what they don't understand is that they work for you, not the opposite way. That, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. It, it It is a citizen's right and one of the arguments and one of the things I'm trying to get across to people uh, right now is, is some people in power at Conway is that look the responsibility of the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act is for you to fulfill requests. It, you, it's not for you to question the intent of the request or why a requester is requesting information and then judge whether that's deemed worthy or not. That's not what you're tasked with. What you're tasked with is fulfilling the request. You don't have to like the request. You don't have to agree with the request. That's that's not your deal. Your deal is to provide the information requested. And if it's, if it's exempt from the act, then provide that specific exemption. That's your job. All right. Mark Johnson is not available to join us right now. That's okay. All yeah. right. And, and and I understand that. He's in a meeting, and I don't expect them to drop whatever they're doing and run to the phone and saying, yes, Dave, what yeah. do you want? No, that's not the way this works. Mark, Senator Johnson is a, is a proponent of the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. He's passionate about it. In this legislative session, he is going to work to put teeth in the law to hold people's uh, feet to the fire who are not obeying the law. So why do you need teeth in, in, a, in a law? Because you've got to be able to say, if you don't follow the law, we're going to bite you and we're going to draw blood. That, that's it. And I'll, I'll use uh, right now, and you know this and we've talked about it, I have a lawsuit against the Cabot School Board. Uh, for violating the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act open meetings laws, which they right. clearly did. And 
thank God I've got some bulldog attorneys in Joey McCutcheon, Chip Sexton, Stephen Apparato. Where are you on that? Because it's very obvious that they didn't follow FOIA. Actually, they filed a motion to dismiss, which when we read it, you know, we were all laughing about it. Because basically their motion to dismiss is, well, yeah, we did it, but, you know, we're not going to do it again, so, you know, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we want Jimmy to pay our attorney's fees. Yeah, <laughs> so, I got you. And so the the motion, the what the response that that Joey and Chip and Stephen put together, which was just a masterpiece, not only just ran over that with a bulldozer, we actually amended our complaint to add more to it. Good. And uh, so, because they've been ki- they've been killing time on it. We are asking to depose uh, Superintendent Tony Thurman, but Thurman. But also, you like this day. We are also asking to depose Lone County Prosecutor Chuck Graham. And that's that's also the right thing to do because he wasn't transparent with the judge that he took his information to. That's exactly right. He actually made false statements to the to the judge, and we've asked him to back up his statements, and he can't do it. He can't do it, and so he's actually made false statements. So I think a deposition on him, I'm I'm as excited about that as I am the one on Tony Thurman. Okay, in Superintendent Thurman. So yes, we're getting we're getting there, and the great thing about joey and chip and steven is they're not taking that battle for me they're taking that battle for all the citizens because how they rule on your particular case will have far-reaching effects in all school districts it yes it will as a matter of fact it's actually it's applicable to what's going on in conway right yes and uh so the interesting thing that i uh found out in Conway, full disclosure, I live in Conway, is that people were talking about, the left was actually talking about it, that that they're deleting emails. They're deleting emails. Well, I, I, through my freedom of information request, I really didn't have an issue with it, but because so many p- people brought it up, I said, okay, I'll dig in. So I actually asked uh, FOI the policies, you know, hey, give me the policy that says you're deleting emails. They actually have a uh, go ahead and tell you they actually have a directive t- to get this for staff to delete emails after three days now i want that to sink in what they have directed every staff member at the conway school district to do is if you get an email within three days you have to delete it mm. that's spooky well that's perhaps I can't say every email they get has any kind of you know, weight to it, but I'm sure that there are several emails that they get that carry a great amount of weight and to tell them to, that they have to get rid of them. Once you delete an email, unless you're some kind of super-duper guy with a computer, it's hard to pull those emails back up. Well, let's think about this. You're exactly right. So if I get a spam email, if I get something that you know is – you know, uh, an advertisement or a notice of this or something, and I work at a school district, 
And you do. You get a lot of what I would call junk email. Well, of course, you know, I don't need you know, a spam. policy to tell you me to spam. delete. Yeah, I'm not need a policy to tell me to delete. I'm delete, delete, delete. Okay. There's only one reason to put a policy like that in place, and that's to circumvent the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. That's the reason. Well, it's sure for me it means CYA. Yes, exactly. What you're doing is you're hiding documents. Now, what I did when I found this out and I got it verified, now there's some pushback now, some crawfishing going on, but I got it verified through a Freedom of Information Act request from uh, uh, Joe Lynn, the, the, uh, uh, the assistant superintendent who replied to the request, and he basically uh, gave me the policies and said that this was put into place in August of 2021. And that is, you know, that's during, that's right after, or sometime right after Jeff Cullum, the new superintendent, was hired. Okay. And so that policy is put in place. Well, I didn't jump ugly with Jeff. I think you read my article, right? Yes, I did. And uh, I didn't jump ugly. I was just saying, hey, you know, this is wrong. Whether intentional or not, what this does is it circumvents the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. And what I said is it's not so much uh, where I'm going after Jim. I'm saying, hey, why don't you fix it? If you fix it, then everything's fine. If you don't fix it, well, then I'm going to have an issue. Right. Along with a lot of other people. And so it's not a deal where we I'm out to hang Jeff Cullum. I don't know Jeff. He may be a nice guy. And his intention in doing it may be good. May be good. But either way, it's a mistake. Yes. It's a bad policy. Yes. The result of the policy is a violation of the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Okay, stop right there, all right? To prove this to you, first of all, what is this this policy? How long is it? You said since last year has been in effect dealing with getting rid of uh, emails after three days. Yes, sir. And and it goes back to twenty Arkansas Code twenty five nineteen one hundred two, which is the legislative intent of the law. Now I've read this before, and if it's okay, I'm going to read it. Yes, again. but I want you to read it again. It is vital in a democratic society that public business be performed in an open and public manner so that the electors shall be advised of the performance of public officials and of the decisions that are reached in public activity and in making public policy. Toward this end, this chapter is adopted, making it possible for them or their representatives to learn and to report fully the activities of public officials. I'm going to read that part again at the end. It, it, it making it possible for them or their representatives to learn and to report fully the activities of their public officials. This this policy violates that law. It violates the intent. Now, do you want better that I haven't brought up to him yet, but that, but that I guess I'm going to, and I just pulled it up so that we would have it. Oh, I'm scrolling to it. All right, this is where I can make the case. Okay, this is criminal law. This is uh, Arkansas Code 554-121, tampering with public record. 
okay and i've i've used this law quite a bit sadly to, to apply to uh circumventing laws in arkansas freedom of information Act. okay a person commits the offense of tampering with public record if with the purpose of impairing the validity legibility or availability of a public record he or she knowingly makes false entry or false uh, alters a public record now here's the key part or uh 554-121-a2 erases obliterates removes destroys or conceals a public record all right well hold you right there we got to get a break in let's do that here on the dave ellswick show so now you know what the legislature was trying to do they don't want you to get rid of emails they don't want you to get rid of texts and things of that nature they want them there so they can figure out what it was that you were trying to do with what perhaps people are saying uh, you're doing is illegal. We'll uh, talk more about this when we come back. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, what they want for you. They want you to have the best jewelry possible. You had Eric Coleman on yesterday. He talked about how he can tell the difference between a, a real diamond and a manufactured diamond, how he can fix your jewelry, how he can clean your jewelry. That that way everything looks and uh, uh, is beautiful when you're wearing it. And uh, he can make you a unique creation. He can take care of estate jewelry for you. He can do all of it. And he loves doing it and, and helping his clients. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry at 3000 Cavanaugh's Suite E here in Little Rock. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Stop by and visit them. See what Eric can do for you. Okay, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so we're taking a look at uh, what's going on. Are we going to hear is somebody going to call us? Is that what? Yeah, you're, right. You're right now, I'm I'm, we're, I'm trying to get her the number, but we've got Linda Hargis, who's a uh, Conway School Board member. Okay, and I, she wants to talk about. This. Yeah, I called her and I said, "Do you want to come on with us?" And she said, "Sure." So, I'm, so what's the number again? Five zero one eight two three zero nine six five six five. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna text and I'm gonna read it to her because she's listening right now. Five zero one. Eight two three zero nine zero nine All right, Miss Hargis, I just I just texted that to you. So, All right, give us a call. Yeah, we're excited about we're that. We're looking forward to talk to you, and the phone's ringing right now, so evidently we'll get a chance to talk with her. Let me bring you up to date if you haven't been with us since the beginning of the show. What is it we're talking about again here? Jimmy, so everybody understands. We are talking about the the directive from the Conway School Superintendent to staff members to delete emails uh, after three days. In other words, if you get an email by the third day, you, the directive is for you to delete it. it that's not a suggestion. That no. is a that is an that order. Is the, that is the directive. That is that is put in there. So you are mandated as an employee of the district if you get an email. Uh, at, within three days, you have to delete it. All right. We have uh, with us school board member from Conway, and I'll let you do the introductions here, Jimmy. You know her. Go go ahead. Yeah. this uh, Guys, this is uh, Linda Harris, the uh, Conway school board member, doing an absolutely fabulous job. 
uh, on some policy issues up there, as with is the rest of the board. Now, uh, the thing about Miss Hargis and I, we don't agree on everything. And that's okay. In a, It'd be a dull world if you did agree on everything. Right, right. right. And so, so Miss Linda, you there? Yes, I am. All right, great. <clears throat> Glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Glad to. Okay, so you and we were talking on the show, and you were trying. To, so, what do you want to address? Well, you use the term every email. And, I mean, I understand the way you read the directive, but the way that it was explained to me is that, I mean, I delete everything in my inbox and put it in a folder. And the the emails that I feel like um, are related to any of the issues that we have right now, the bathroom issue, the email, all of those, I archive. And those are not deleted unless I choose to delete everything in that archive folder, which I don't do. And I don't think that the the staff in our district understood that to mean that you delete every single email that you get. And nowhere in there did I hear every. Okay. Well, well, let me ask you this. I can only tell you what the directive says. It says that email emails are to be deleted after three days. Now, I don't know if it says the word every, but it says emails That's all, that are to be deleted. Are to be deleted well, after three days. But I don't think that that says you delete them. The system deletes them. No, ma'am. The system doesn't delete them. You have to hit a button that says delete. The system well, doesn't then, delete them, or they would be deleting your emails because you're well, on. You're you, you have a Conway. You have a Conway School District address. All right, listen to me. All right, I'm it's listening. My understanding, and, and I may be wrong. I, I'm not saying I am dead right on this. It was my understanding that that if I delete an email, I can archive it. If I want it deleted permanently, I delete the archives. And then it goes in to, I guess you'd call it junk email or whatever it is, and then it's deleted by the system. Okay. Well, what I, what I can tell you is what the policy says. Okay. And, well, and, and like I like I said to you earlier, and you've already said it, we can just agree to disagree. But I can tell you that the last thing Jeff Cullum wants to do is not be transparent. And I know all the conversations we've had about how it looks. Um, you know what? I, I can't disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree with you. But I know this man, and I know what his intent is for this school district. All right. Well, I'll I tell did. you. I'll make. I'll make a promise He's a good, to you. Honest man. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I have no no reason to to dispute that. Uh, and but you know, we have only what the policy in the memo was. So I'm going to. We're going to call the superintendent and invite him to come on the show. How's that? 
Well, you know, I think I think that's fine. I don't know that he'll do it because I, I think if you you've been following Conway, which you you have, um, there's not a whole lot that we've been doing that in, that a lot of people think is right. I know. You know what I mean. I I understand <laughs> we, you guys have been, been under fire. Been I understand that. But you We've know what? I'm gonna, pretty good. Can I can I say something to you? I think you've sure. done it exactly sure. right. I think you've done it exactly right. I'm all for you. I, I agree. I agree. Well, and I and I very much appreciate that because I will assure you, every member on that board has the best interest of every single student in that school. I, I do. I, I agree, and, I, and again, I want to reiterate that I 100% support you. You know this, and I support the board and the policies they're implementing. But I want to get back to this email deal, okay? Because when I wrote the article, which you read, is what I'm trying to make the point is that nobody is going after Jeff Cullum. What I and what everybody else uh and and is wanting to do is fix the problem as i said in the article whether whether intentional or not this policy circumvents the arkansas freedom of information act so what i'm asking and i'm going to ask the board too i'll ask you okay we we see we have a problem this policy is a problem it, it circumvents the arkansas freedom of information act that's clear okay let's fix it evidently it needs some kind of clarification yeah let's let's do away with it let's 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 do away with the directive to delete emails that's a simple fix all right let's let's leave it here because i'm sitting in front of the convention center and i have a conference sure all right well we'll let you go and and, i will no let let can i say one more thing oh yeah go ahead i will visit with dr Collum. And I'll discuss everything that's been said to him, um, or said to me today. And, um, Mr. Cavan, I'll... I'll Jimmy, Jimmy. (laughs) Later on in the week. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, but let's stick with Jimmy. (laughs) It does. Okay, well, I was trying to be professional on this (laughs) radio program. No, here's what he'll say the same thing I do. Mister was my dad. Yeah, you know. Hey, before she goes, let me let me let everybody know that I fully support Miss Linda. Okay, she's doing a great job on the board, and uh, like I say, we're going to disagree on some issues, but overall, yeah, you know me, Miss Linda, I'm I'm supporting you 100. percent And on the issues that you guys have been taking fire on, you have a a whole lot more support than you have people against you. Yes. Well, I very much appreciate your saying that because sometimes we don't really feel that way, but it's always nice to hear it. All right. Well, you heard it from from me, and I'm not the lips of God, but you heard it, you you heard it from me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks so much for being on the Dave Ellswick show, and I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks, Thank Miss Linda. All right. Thank so, you all. Bye-bye. trying to trying to bring this out so that's, everybody. That's pretty refreshing, though, right? Yeah. I mean, when do you get a school board that's, member that calls you up and says, hey, I want to come on. Yeah. That's transparency. Yeah. And you just heard it on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our finally, uh, get, Let's get our final break in. Then I'll bring you back, and we'll finish it up with Jimmy and what's going on. And, uh, again, what Jimmy is saying is very true. If we can read the memo and we can't understand it, it needs to be clarified. If you've got a school board member thinks that means I can I can go in and put stuff in my archives, then that means you're not 
getting rid of your emails. Okay, so bottom line, we need clarification on that. Uh, and when we come back, like I'll explain that. And it sounds like she's going to get it for sure. Okay. All right, we'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish it up for today. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here left yes, today's show. And th- and that is, it's interesting as we sat here and talked. I, I, I let every school board member, every, every member of any uh, city council or a quorum court or whatever. My got my job is not to come out and get you. My job is to understand why you're doing things that you are doing. Now, as you explain it, I can tell that what you're doing is not right. I'm going to call you out about it. Sure. And it doesn't matter what party you belong to. No. That's that's, no. A, that's the bottom line. Look, I can take you back to 20 was it 2010 that we we got into the whole tea party thing? Yes, sir. And it's 2010. Uh I went out the day when all these people showed up on the steps of the uh, uh the state capitol and said that they're going to run for for an office. And I was ecstatic about it. But I also knew that they didn't understand what it was they were stepping into. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, people were going to treat you differently. Suddenly, people were going to say, uh, you know, you know, if we do this, or we do that. You know, they have ulterior motives for what they're wanting you to do. And I warned them then, and I warn anybody that wants to be a politician from here on out that stay honest. Yeah. You start playing the game to, to to help yourself instead of help the people of Arkansas, I will personally call you out. Yes, sir. It's just like I said, and make give you a good example of this. I've been letting uh, people who are head of some a lot of these private schools, and they know that there's a change coming. There is a major wind of change going to sweep Arkansas starting next year dealing with education, dealing with universal choice. And uh, it's going to mean that you as a parent are going to be able to move the money that the, the state gives for your child to be educated to whatever school you want to go to. Now, there's a lot of schools that are going to start because of that. But I'm going to tell you. If you're doing it to make money, if by chance you happen to be the head of a private school and you raise the amount of tuition to go to that private school to match up with the amount of money the kid's bringing in, I'm going to tell you right now, you're a target for me. Oh, yeah. I'll be right there with you. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, You you now become a target. If we're going to do this, we do it for the good of the children of the state. That's right. That's absolutely right. I, I want to go back to something uh, Miss Hargis said. In and uh, before I do that, real quick, I just because it's on my mind. Robert Steinbuck, who is the authority the on the Arkansas, Godfather, yeah, he's the Arkansas Godfather Freedom, of FOIA. Okay, you're, he's renowned attorneys on the Arkansas Freedom of Information uh, Task Force, uh, Bowen School of Law, right? Yeah, forgot more about the Arkansas Freedom of Information than I ever knew. Yes, yes. Okay, he is opined on this in Conway, and and he agrees with me. This is a circumvention. Of the Arkansas Freedom of Information. I'll talk to him about it tomorrow. He's on my show. Yeah, and not only he, but uh, some of the state's most renowned attorneys and advocates for the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act, uh, state senators, state representatives have reached out. 
Uh, I talked to uh, uh, several city attorneys, one on the way to work here today, and they all are dumbfounded by this policy. Now, I want to go back to what Ms. Harvey says about whether you're able to archive them. Well, you know, that doesn't take care of the, that doesn't take care of the violation of the law. And I'll tell you why. A few years ago, uh, then North Little Rock Police Chief Tracy Ralston instituted a similar policy where he told all the officers, hey, you know, you've got to delete your emails every so days to avoid the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Because that's really the only reason. Now, again, let me remind you. What did he say? He you said, got to do it in a certain amount of time so you can avoid. circumvent right. he said, the law. Right. Basically, he put it in writing. And so the lieutenants in their meetings with sergeants to, to talk to the patrol and all the other officers were saying, hey, here's the directive from the chief. And, you know, but there's a way around it. Mm-hmm. And what they said was, so what we'll do is if there's something in email you want to save, drag it to a file on your computer and then delete it from your email account. Okay, well, you say, okay, well, that's not circumvent. Well, yeah, it is, because while that file may be FOIable, we don't know that document exists now. Yeah, we don't even know it's there. Right. So it's hidden. And so... By doing that, and I'll give you examples. So if so if I'm a if I'm a uh, agency that handles FOIs and I get an FOI request for all Dave's email, I said I could send you an email. I said Dave, I've got an FOI request for these emails. You shoot back, well, I don't have any emails. I delete them. Well, that's true, but it's also a lie because you put them in a file. It's not the whole truth. Yeah. So now I talk to IT. Okay, and I tell my IT guy, I say, Hey, I need to do a search for emails on Dave. And so the IT guy does search. Well, they're all gone. Okay. Well, they're up there. IT guy doesn't know you've got it saved in the file. That's so right. what you did is you hid it from me. Mm-hmm. You hid it from me. And that's exactly what the Read law says. That. Read that in the law. Yeah. Hold on just a second because this is crucial because this is actually a Class D felony law. Okay. What does that mean? What is a Class D felony? It's it's a Class A criminal felony, which okay. it, and I'll read it to you. It's, again, a person commits the offense of tampering with a public record if with the purpose of impairing the validity, legibility, or availability of public record, he and she knowingly makes a false entry or falsely alters any public record, erases, obliterates, removes, destroys, or he's the key conceals there you go that's all record. you're doing you're concealing that you got those emails tampering uh tampering with uh public record is a class c felony if public records court record tampering with public record is a class b felony if public record is a court otherwise tampering which is this case otherwise tampering with public record is a class d felony well, I hate to tell everybody. That stays on your record. Yeah, I hate to tell everybody. It may not be intentional, but that's what's being done. That's the law. I just read it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so to say that, and I'm not getting on Miss Linda because I truly like Miss Linda, but it's not an understanding law. You say, well, I put it in the archive. Well, yeah, you just, but that's hiding and according to tampering with public record. That's a violation, not just our 25 You might not think about it that yeah. way, but the law will see it that way. Yeah, Arkansas Code 554-121 could not be any clearer. That's right. And, and again, I want to get back to the point. Nobody's trying to to hang, uh, hang Jeff Cullum. What we're saying is, look, you made a mistake. Fix it. Clarify. Now, if you don't fix it... Well, here we come. 
then the fight's on. And don't we have bigger fights than yeah, bigger this? fish to fry? Absolutely. Yeah. But if we're not going to be transparent, if we're not going to be transparent in what's that key word in Arkansas Freedom Information Act? Freedom. And when you do this, you're stepping on my freedoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, we can't have it both ways. While, while we support the school district on these policies that are clearly needed, we've got to get indoctrination out of the schools and education back in it, 100%. But by the same time, that's not a license. That does not give a license to circumvent the law. Of, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I know exactly what you're saying, Jimmy. Yeah. And I hope our listeners are understanding what's being said about it because a, pe- a lot of people hear us get on and we start talking about Freedom of Information Act, and it's like, I don't care about the inf- inf- you know, Freedom of Information Act. You should. You should. You should thank God that we got as strong of a Freedom of yes. Information Act as we have and that they're going to make it stronger. Well, the, the, the argument I got from some people is, well, you don't understand. All these all these people are sending these FOI requests, they're doing, and they're trying to intimidate us. They're doing it to harm us. They're doing it to do this. Okay. And, and I don't want to be ugly, but do you want some cheese with that wine? I mean, the, the Arkansas freedom comes with aches and pains, Right. Freedom's not easy. And what I tried to explain to them, I said, okay, but yeah, but when you step on their rights and deny them their rights, you're denying me my right. Mm -hmm. I may not agree with why they're doing it. I may not like what they're saying. But if you tell them they don't have the right to do it, you're telling me I don't have the right to do it. And then we got to fight. I mean, then we got to fight on our hands because I'm not sitting for that. You're not sitting for that. And I may not like these people's intention. And what I tried to tell them, what I tried to tell the board and everybody is say, look, you may not, the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act mandates that you fulfill the request. It doesn't give you the authority to judge the intent or question the intent. Yeah, why do they want it? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't you, matter. No, it doesn't give you that authority. What you're mandated to do is provide the information. That's it. All right. Out of time for this Thursday, Jimmy. Good show, right? Really good show, absolutely. We heard from the other side, like to hear that and understand what they're thinking, but is it the correct thought? I think we're going to find that out from uh, the school board member here in the very near future. All right, I'm back with you tomorrow. We mentioned uh, Robert Steinbach. He will be one of the major guests in the first two hours, along with Chris Corbett. Then we're going to hear about... Uh, a presentation that's going to be happening during the, the holidays. And don't forget Matt Smith and what's playing on the move. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.